Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Michael, do you consider this program a, a smart show? I know we like to think of ourselves as a smart show. We aspire to be a smart show, but as yes, talking ahead, very you much know, so. Okay, well, I mean, if nothing else, you're a smart guy. I have my moments, you know, as they say, a broken clock is right twice a day. No, you're um, a pretty smart guy yourself. Smarter, you know, as a like, matter of fact. I'd even say smarter. Oh, well, you, oh, thank you. Uh, you know, like elevated, right? Like mature, like we, like we grown ups. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, like more of an elevated well, okay, conversation. No. I'm Most, not going mature. Okay, that's true. That's true. We could be as immature as anybody, but like, you know, yeah. at least seasoned. We're two seasoned storytellers. But every now and then, every now and then there's some ignorance and some foolishness that does require our attention. For example, uh, the latest Cam Newton camp adventure. Um, I, I don't know what it is about training camps and camp, not, not training camps, uh, seven on seven camps, football camps, and Cam Newton that seems to inspire uh, foolishness. It, it feels like just yesterday that we were talking about some kid talking trash to Cam Newton, talking about where are his parents. Now we have adults apparently fighting with Cam Newton at a seven on seven camp. I just think that Cam Newton should retire from uh, football camps altogether. Like, do not grace these football camps with your presence anymore. And speaking of, like, growing up and whatnot, like, you know, when I was growing up in New Orleans, you know, my high school, college days, you know, there were certain spots, uh, clubs. I think, don't get, I don't want to get this wrong, I think it was Club Whispers, which sounds like a place mm. where shit goes down in the parking lot. Doesn't, when I say Club mm. Whispers, doesn't it sound like a place where, like, they're going to be fighting or worse in the parking lot at Club Whispers? You know, like that was the type of place that inspired Whisper, the phrase. Like I'm, like I'm whispering to you. Yeah, yeah, whispers. Yeah. No, that yeah, don't sound like, like. I'd be deceived by that name. No, that that yeah. sound like uh, uh, I can go in there and listen to some. That's true. Freddie Jackson and some that's uh, true. Alexander O'Neill and Luther Vandross. That's true. That's true. You know. But it's like okay, but anyway, it's like hey, nothing good happens after midnight. Nothing good happens when Cam Newton is at a football camp, or so it seems. It just seems like like somebody gonna get out of pocket with Cam, and I can't figure out why. Hey, first of all, first of all, remember what uh, uh, said was talking about when people you don't even know why people running. It's like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> right, something going right, on, right. and they right. and they just start taking off. <laughs> right now, yeah. when there's a fight, this is where you know you in the wrong company. You see those people running to the fight. They in that video. What you doing? You're running. To the fight, what you gonna do? You trying to you go instigate? You go jump in? 
You you go jump on the pile, whatever it is. Well, I, wait, got, so, I have much okay, respect. Can, before before you go on, if I if I may, sorry, yeah. real quick. Go ahead. The idea of jumping people—that's the most punk ass shit. <laughs> like I have always <laughs> had a problem with the right. concept of jumping somebody. In the immortal words of Martin Lawrence, "You so big, bad, motherfucking bold, like fight Cam Newton, six five, two hundred and sixty pound Cam Newton, one on one." At like least every time I see somebody jumping, pe- like ganging up or jumping somebody, you know, you know whose voice I hear in my head. You know whose voice I hear in my head. I hear Richie Ooh. from The Last Dragon. Coward, coward. Like why? Why are we jumping people? Like just like like if you want to fight him. Fight him and see how that goes for you, which is a separate conversation, which I'm sure we'll get into. But continue with your point. I apologize. But this I was going to say, look, turns me off. It's like it's the least, it's the least you, it big, should. bad, bold, masculine thing you can do is jump somebody. It's, anyway, it's, go ahead. it's whack. Let me tell you something, man. I got a lot of respect for for Cam Newton. You say, you know, and I, I don't know, perhaps it's tongue in cheek. Hey, well, you know, Cam, why why do you keep coming to these football camps? No, it's Cam definitely Newton, tongue in cheek. Yeah, but see, like Cam Newton is always when he is dealing with the public, when he is dealing with kids, he always takes the higher ground. He always takes the high road, uh, and maybe always is too extreme. But in the in the cases that you referred to, like the one, the kid, the kid was trolling him. There was a kid saying, "You're a free agent. You're a right. free agent." You and Cam was like, "Hey, man." Can't, can't, I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, you know, I've, I've had, I've made millions of dollars. I'm rich. You know, I'm fine, son. Like, right. like, where's your right. daddy? Where are your parents? Like, what, what's going on with you? He really could have. He said, "Where's Pappy?" I remember saying that. "Where's Pappy?" You know. But then yesterday, he's at a football camp and people jump on him. And you notice, you, you said he's six five, two fifty. I'm gonna go six six. I'm going two sixty five. We saw him in Vegas. And uh, uh, what a specimen! Cam built in a lab. He is. Right, now, and he's never shot away from contact either. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't clearly, nor would I recommend anybody who is of that size to to, to check for him. Just don't do it. Is it the hat? Like, you notice he didn't. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it the hat? Is it the fashion? Is it the ascots? Is it the fashion it's, choices? What is it about Cam Newton that says, oh, that. try me? Oh, I love that. What is it about Cam Newton that says, come yeah. at me, test me? Like, is he, is he inviting people to pull his come car? On, like, but come now, on. having said all that, though, I don't want to speak out of turn. Because, like, that just seems like, it seems like there's more to this story. Not that there's any justification or rationalization for this. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, th- these weren't, I don't think these were strangers. I don't think these were, and I'm certainly not, you know, trivializing or minimizing this because it was tragic, obviously. But I don't think this was as ignorant as, oh, they looked at me wrong, and we started shooting at a at a Chiefs championship parade. I don't think that's what this was. This seems to be people that knew each other or were involved or at least competed against each other the previous day. So I'm reading from the Athletic. Uh, this was obviously a seven on seven game in Atlanta. Uh, it was organized by We Ball Sports. That's an apparel and sports media company. Uh, youth under 15 and under 18 teams in Georgia and Alabama for a competitive tournament. Now, Newton, his program is C1N. Um, these, these people that he, were involved, he was involved with was top shelf performance. Never heard of them. It's a wide receiver training facility in Atlanta. Um, that's who apparently got in a fight with him. Uh, they were both coaches 
for top shelf performance the people who were fighting with him two of the guys two of them and they formerly coached with Newton this is according to a source with, with a source with knowledge of elite seven on seven football which is just you know elite seven on seven football just this is where we are um, so yeah apparently these weren't exactly strangers so all I'm saying is perhaps there was something that led up to this that we're not privy to. Not that this should ever. But he didn't have, throw a punch. But you know, I'm, I'm gone, hey, gone you're, there. You're right. But it's just there's something else to this story that we we don't know. I'm sure Cam will address it in full on this podcast or podcasts it's, plural. And I look forward to it. I look forward to it. I hope uh, I hope Cecil hope Cecil is a part of it too because Cecil and Cam uh, that's some good content right there. But I was just pointing out. I'm sure there's a lot more to it. But I noticed that he didn't throw a punch. He didn't yeah. throw a punch. Uh, and, and you're being attacked. Look like, uh, you know, what, how it started, I don't know. I do know there was a bunch of people on him, and he didn't punch anybody. I saw a punch thrown in his direction, but he didn't return it. So, uh, you know, sometimes, I guess the lesson is, you know, lesson number one, uh, even if you are, you consider yourself a man of the people, you have been a man of the people, there's certain Correct. people you don't need to be around. Stay out the club is what I was getting at. That's why I invoke club whispers. Stay out the club. Don't go to club whispers. I I just hey, where's that place? Hey, hey, now I'm I'm feeling a little uh, frisky today. So what's the place we went to in uh, in New Orleans? We went for your um, your bachelor bachelor party. party? (laughs) I don't know. Did we go? Where was that? Did we go to she? Did we go to Shishis? Did we go to the Roxbury? Was it in? Was it in the East? I don't know. Was it in the East? I I don't. I don't remember. I was so long ago. It's all such a blur. I know it was a long time ago. Long, long yeah. time ago. Long time ago. Uh, yeah. But I, I did. Oh, I, I, I did tell. I did tell my wife the story of going the, to a certain the strip? kind of club. Yeah. Oh, okay. Going to a certain about kind of club. About the stripper club, in the man. basement. Oh, about the stripper no, no, in the basement. No, not that one. Oh, okay. Not that right. one. Oh, okay. Um, going to a club, and you know, look, I'm, I'm a rookie at these things. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I just don't have a lot of experience. So I saw people going up. Uh, they had their money and they just do it so seamlessly. And I was just, I fumbled. <laughs> I just, I said, oh, oh, okay. Oh, you ain't know how to make it rain exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, I just, no, it's just, a, I just, it's a skill. I just couldn't. It takes do it. practice. I just can't. It, it takes practice. No, but like, bottom line is, it's it's not just, my, I wish. It's not my circumstances. Ministry. I like that. It's not my no. So <laughs> circumstances uh, around this altercation, notwithstanding. It was generally unfortunate. It was silly. It was unnecessary. I just wish, though, you know, Cam would not be subject. Would not. I don't know what it is, but why is why why does trouble or drama seem to follow Cam at at camps or viral videos at minimum follow Cam at camps? And I just wish the people at these camps would appreciate his presence more than they clearly do. Again, that's not my business. My name is Paul. That's between y'all. I'm walking away from that. Moving on to other craziness. Uh, somebody else who's out of the NFL. Uh, temporarily, if if uh, if not uh, indefinitely, and you know forevermore, is uh, is our guy Eric Bieniemy. Uh, he is going to be the uh, assistant head coach and offensive coordinator at UCLA. Something of a homecoming for him. Worked there. Uh, spent a lot of time in his life in Los Angeles. And uh, you know, I know I speak for you when we're just disappointed, frustrated, uh, exasperated, whatever you want to call it. Uh, when a guy who not that long ago was an integral part of the reigning dynasty in the NFL in in Kansas City 
uh, who Patrick Mahomes has spoken highly of, who everybody yeah. in the Chiefs organization credits with helping to establish the culture in Kansas City. Uh, when that guy not only, I mean, we've gone from like, hey, he's not a head coach in the NFL to he's not a head coach in college. He's an offensive coordinator and assistant head coach in college. So I wish him the best. Um, we've talked at nauseum about how unfair this is, how Eric Bieniemy has become the face of this issue in the NFL when it comes to black coaches. Um, it feels like his ship may have sailed, but what I love about this, and here's what I, here's all I got to say about it today, because I can't say anything different than I've already said over the last 20 years when it comes to this issue, or, or the last several years specifically when it comes to Eric Bieniemy. Even though it feels like his ship has sailed when it comes to being a head coach in, in the NFL, I love the way he is still the captain of his soul. I love what he had to say about it. And he is not looking at this as some indictment or some shortcoming of him uh, and something that he's not bringing to the table. He is clearly at peace with this move and he is more concerned about molding men than what his reputation or molding younger, younger men in this case uh, than what his reputation may, or may not be in NFL circles as it relates to a head coaching job. I'm happy for him because he's happy. He knows what, that he is right where he's supposed to be. That what's for him is for him and that he has an opportunity that he's going to seize uh, because it's where he wants to be as opposed to, well, I got to settle for going back to college because yeah. the NFL thinks I'm not good enough. He, he seems unbroken and unbowed by this, what, what, what we would perceive on the outside as a step backward. He doesn't seem to take it that way. And I, I appreciate that, respect that, and I'm inspired by that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Yes. Uh, you think about Eric Bieniemy and his story in the NFL. Uh, it, it's just, it's wild to me that Bieniemy, and it's not just him either. I'm, I'm going to talk about him specifically in a second. But uh, I remember, you know, talking to some people in Boston when the Patriots were looking for an offensive coordinator. They eventually, you know, found one in Alex Van Pelt. So, you know, good for them. Gerard Mayo is happy with that. But as they were looking for an offensive coordinator, I said, you know, there are offensive coordinators out there who have won Super Bowls in this century in the last 10 years that nobody's <laughs> talking about. So Eric Bieniemy has been an offensive coordinator for a Super Bowl winning team. Uh, Byron Leftwich has been an offensive coordinator for a Super Bowl winning team. And they're not all black either, by the way. But, you know, these are two of them. Mm -hmm. Jim Caldwell, mm -hmm. uh, another mm -hmm. black man. Uh, super uh, offensive coordinator for a Super Bowl winning team in 2012 and then add in Frank Reich uh, Daryl Bevel. I know uh, okay. Maybe you're not excited about Daryl Bevel for calling the play the pass when he could have just called a run for Marshawn Lynch, but there are some guys out there who deserve opportunities and the NFL has just looked like they're looking for their car. Oh, I, I see you right there. I look no, 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 no. I'm looking for somebody else. I'm right here and you're looking uh, you're looking through me. You're looking over me. You're underestimating me. So that's the story for a lot of people. But for Eric Bieniemy, clearly, when you are with the, the franchise, the franchise of right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, and you have to leave for yeah. a better opportunity, you go to Washington for a year, and then that doesn't work out, and you wind, you wind up in college, that's not a great look. But for this guy... Can you think of a precedent? It is. It's a, is there a precedent for like, that? Well, I'm saying like... No, I mean like... So like with the Patriots dynasty, their predecessor, like with the Patriots dynasty or, or before that, 
the 49ers dynasty or the Cowboys dynasty, or even though they weren't nope. a dynasty, I think of Mike Holmgren's Green Bay Packers staff. It's like anybody right. who touches the hem of a goat's they're garment. Going up. They're not going down. I, yeah. All of them. You mentioned, okay, uh, uh, Butch Davis was there with Jimmy. Butch Davis became, you know, he became a head coach in college, became a head coach in the pros. Norv Turner became a, a head coach in the pros after being with Jimmy Johnson. Charlie Weiss, head coach in college several times. Got back yeah. to the pros as a coordinator. So you know what? Josh McDaniels. Okay, yeah. head coach a couple of times. Like people, so, people fall right. over themselves just to get a piece of this, you know? Yeah, but usually usually it goes the other way. But I, I'll say this for UCLA. I'm happy. I'm happy that he is there. Happy for Bienemy, because that's a mm-hmm. historic place. The UCLA of Jackie Robinson, the UCLA of Kareem Abdul Jabbar or Lou Alcindor at that point. And now the UCLA of Martin Germain. I talked to you about Martin uh, a couple weeks ago. We were having a conversation. Yeah. You know, Martin yeah. was a German athletic director, was here in Boston at Boston College, and then became the first black athletic director at UCLA uh, in, in their history. So he's there, and mm. he brought in Deshaun Foster as their head coach. And you see uh, Foster's press conference when he was just being introduced and he was talking about what this opportunity means to him and just being a part of the UCLA tradition. He was very emotional yeah. about it. And and uh, and Jermon had a great comment. Uh, and I, I don't think he minds me sharing this part because I said I was yeah happy for you. Well, look what you're doing at UCLA. He said, we all deserve an opportunity. Talking about Foster. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. got the opportunity. And what an opportunity, as you said, for those young men to have Eric Bieniemy coach yeah. them, teach them, mentor them, challenge them, because he is that. He's not an easy coach to play for, but he makes you better. So I, I know the NFL missed out, but UCLA is getting something special. I think, I think something special is going to happen at UCLA. Amen. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Amen. Um, sounds like, let's stay with college football. Sounds like, and this is some childish foolishness, that uh, a childish thing that you and I have struggled to put away in our old age. We're better at it now because our kids are keeping us busy. Uh, jobs keep us busy. But, uh, but for a while there, uh, 
before we were, well, it wasn't before, we would alternate between these uh, Madden marathons mm. and NCAA football, which has not been produced since 2014, I believe, uh, was the last time we saw NCAA football. Those were the days. Let, let, before we talk about uh, you know the current situation when it comes to name, image, and likeness, let's take a walk down memory lane. Um, see, what these young folks nowadays don't, don't understand, because everything is handed to them now, you don't understand the days of, of, of having uh, to create players. Uh, you don't understand the days of the having research. So you, you're talking to you're talking to somebody it manual who, input. Well, but I told y'all before I told y'all before circa, you know, 1990 1991. I was handwriting my own stats in Tecmo Okay, like this is before computers and the internet and people and memory cards and, and clouds and all this kind of stuff. Some of us had the like nine yard game 19 yard game. Like I know what I was doing in Tecmo So fast forward to me and Michael's uh, young adult lives, uh, which were obviously spent not spent in the club. That's why we weren't in the club because we were in the house franchising or trying to take down trying to build a dynasty in NCAA football. Um, you know, we had to create players uh, because of course there was no name image and likeness. No, no real players being used back then. And then, you know, remember when you had to when you when you had a dynasty in college football and then you could upload those players to Madden. Remember oh, yeah. that? And then you could draft oh, those yeah. players in Madden that you had. And NCAA, you develop these guys. Those were the days. I want to see them in the and pros. And look, shout out. God, I told you, they got people out there doing God's work, work creating draft classes for Madden modern day. But no, NCAA football was just special. Like, I, I remember I used to take, um, I used to take uh, UCF. I used to take UCF because I always wanted to go to a, a talent-rich state like Florida or Texas and try to take down one of the powerhouses. And man, yeah. I, I definitely oh, yeah. remember those rec- those recruiting battles uh, with Florida State and Florida and Miami. Um, in some respects, Michael, I did enjoy NCAA football more than Madden. In some respects, oh but yeah, we, but we had yeah, we, we had we had a time, did we not? We had a time, did we not? Hey, I think I may have even worked with Army. I think I made Army. That like, sounds familiar. Old school. That sounds familiar. I'm gonna I'm gonna make Army a power, national power again. And so hey, you got you got New York. So okay, we're gonna start off. We're gonna start off small. We're just a little school in West Point. We're just a little school up in the mountains. Um, but then get some wins. Get about five or six. We become bowl eligible. Then our status goes up. <laughs> now we're able to recruit nationally. <laughs> Man, it was so much fun. It was, it was so, much, so much, fun. much fun. Army in the and, Rose Bowl. Army in the, the Sugar Bowl playing for the national championship. And, and the modern day college football landscape is just ripe for like opportunities and storylines when it comes to recruiting and 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 the transfer portal. Uh, it's harder know, now. The, college, the ever now, expanding college football playoff. I don't know. I, I just. How do you account for I, that? I, that game. You can't build a power. This is like real thing. Like you had Nick Saban stepping aside. He ain't like, hey, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't deal. How do you deal Life. with, okay, you got a kid. They got to be a factor that in. Oh, God, this guy's going to sign with you. Whoop, here comes UCF. They offered him $4 million <laughs> to, to come on. It's been, and it's, it's, been a, about, it's a package deal. 
right? It's, it's been a year or two since I've been in franchise mode in Madden. I don't think I'm gonna be able to resist playing NCAA 25. Like it's it's like that synthetic cocaine that David Jason was trying to pedal in deep cover. Like this is some next level shit. That we're I don't think I'm gonna be able. I don't think I'm gonna be able to not play this. Like it's just there's just oh. so much going on every day. College football just gets crazier and crazier when it comes to the business of college football. So what's crazy about this game? I'm sure you've seen it is that in exchange for players name image and likeness. They're hooking him up with a whole $600 and Come a on, copy man. of the game. That's it. Players are and they got players lining up to do it because they want to be in the game. EA Sports. They want to be in the game. I know That's it all feels you got criminal. It feels even more exploitive. Okay, it feels even more exploitive. And from a contemporary standpoint, when you think about for the longest time, players got nothing other than room, board, tuition, and snacks and got punished for getting anything beyond that. Now we're in the era in the in the day and age of name, image, and likeness, giving them something more than the nothing above it above the nothing, giving them $600 feels even more insulting, given how we're supposed to be evolved as a society when it comes to the exploitation of so called student athletes, right? 600. Why 600? Why six hundred dollars? Who came up with that number? Is that the limit? Why not five? You can't. Why not five? I mean, why not seven fifty? No, no. Why, why not a thousand? Why not round it up? You yeah, know? right. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird. It's weird. And it's, I think it's a one-time payment, right? So can I that, play it? No, no, it's not. Am I? No, no. It's not a one-time. No, it's not a one-time because I think they will be. Okay. They will continue unless I got, I've read a, a false report or whatever. They'll get the money. And then they'll continue to be paid as long as they're in the game. I think there's some, but is it gotcha. 600? Is it a rolling $600? I don't yeah. know. It's just not enough money. I know that it's not enough money. So and then there's need, supposedly need, a mechanism. We need the people at the top of the us. chain to be like, no, but the players who decide not to give their name, image and likeness, apparently there's some, some kind of mechanism to protect degenerates like me and you from actually creating those players. See, but I feel like I'm part of the problem. Like I, 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 you know, I'm not the biggest college football guy. We've talked about this. I like college football um, from a spectacle standpoint. I've never liked the system of college football. I've always one of my first term papers in high school was paying collegiate athletes. I mean, it's been it's been an ongoing conversation for both our lifetimes. Um, I've never liked the systems of college football, but I have enjoyed the product, and I feel like by patronizing college football or specifically. NCAA uh, college football 25 like uh, am I part of the problem am I contributing to the continued exploitation of these players by partaking in this extremely addictive video game that they're not being paid their worth for like should I should I boycott this game I'm feeling I'm already feeling guilty and dirty before I've even stepped into the recruiting wars I'm already feeling dirty about my excitement uh, for playing this game. Should you boycott the game or should those who are being paid $600 push a little bit more? I forget about boycott. Just push more. Like, look, 600 is not enough. You want us in there like the top, the top 20 players in college football uh, say, why, you know, who negotiated this? That's what I want to know. Like, it's like taking the first well, they, off. Well, they don't have, well, you know, they don't have a union, you know? Yeah. 
I know, but okay. I know. I appreciate that you said six hundred. That's your first offer. Here's my <laughs> counter offer. You know, fifteen hundred uh, or or two thousand or whatever it is. I mean. I'm not asking for a piece of the game, but if you're going to use my name in it, I mean, that, that seems low. Anything in the hundreds seems I don't think low. This, I don't think this is what Ed O'Bannon had in mind. <laughs> I don't think this is what Ed O'Bannon yeah. was looking for. I don't, I don't think this is what he was fighting for. Um, no, I, I, you know, I mean, because if that's the case, you know, and now I'm talking on both sides of my mouth, it's like, why stop there? It's like, okay, here comes the 12 and soon to be 14 or 16 team college football playoff. It's like there's just more and more money that these institutions and that these, uh, you know, these suits are making and none of it ever trickles down to the employees. As we all know, uh, they want us to you be know happy to know. with their version of 40 acres and a mule is name, image and likeness. Um, and it's just, I really want to, I really want to enjoy this game. I want to enjoy it with you, but I, but as I'm playing, I'm gonna be like, ah, man, I feel like I'm part of the problem. This is what they're counting on. These institutions are counting on the fact that we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pay to play or pay to watch regardless of what the employees aren't getting paid. All right, so here we go. I want to know what in a copy of the game. Duh, of course. Copy of the game. That's payment. <laughs> You'll give me a copy of the game. Thanks. Uh, like, like, give me, like you give anybody a copy of the game. You probably got some extras. You just throw it around. You throw around copies of the game. You got that's not a problem. What I want to know is what do they pay? And I don't I honestly don't know this. The schools? What do they pay the schools? The, the announcer. Like so if you're On in the, the game, you're yeah. the announcer. Yeah. How much? Yeah. How much are you paid when you are? You know, they have. Like hey, I'm here with so and so. You're Kirk Curve Street. How, how much? How, yeah. How Studi- much are they making? Yeah, the studio show. I want to know yeah. that to figure out what's fair. Yeah. So give me that information, and then we can go from there. You should be. Should you be paid more than that? Should you pay uh, equal to that? A little bit less. Yeah. I. You know. I. I. I feel like. Okay. If I find out that. Kirk Herbstreet is getting. I don't think he's doing it for free. Um, no. if he gets thirty. If he get does he get thirty grand? Is it? Try, I have no idea. But I'd need to know that before I, if I'm a college football player, before I decide to make my my next move. You playing it? Are you in the game? O H. Bro, I know. Just when we think we out, they pulling us back in. God, we're so childish. We are not mature. Um, I know. Something else I've been on for a long time, staying in college sports, switching to college basketball. I don't even know why this is still a conversation. Like, I, I it, have please. long thought Say it. that it was time to rethink court storming, not just court storming, field storming, storms of any kind. Like, we are always, whether, whether it's Caitlin Clark or Kyle Filipowski, we are all asking for trouble when we allow unruly college students to storm a court in celebration of, in this case, most recently, a Wake Forest uh, upset of Duke, which I believe they were favorites anyway, but okay, when you beat Duke, I guess you got to storm the court. Um, Like, what's it going to take? Does somebody have to be, because he was seriously injured, does somebody have to be even more seriously injured? Does some does a player have to assault a fan in retaliation? Like what? Why is this still a thing? And I thought there have been conversations or deterrence put in place by these universities uh, or measures put in place to avoid this. Like we've been talking about this as long as I can remember. And every so often there's an incident like this 
Whereas like, oh, we got to rethink court storming. Like, we, we, duh, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah, this I mean, should not happen. All right. So if you want to do it, okay, I'm, I'm just trying to think of all right, the, the beauty of it, the beauty of storming the court or the field. You can't I wait. Till, you can't wait till the players clear the court. You can't. Here's why. I, I was going to say, that's the only way to do the, it. Because the, the purpose, well, but, but it defeats the purpose, which to me, stay your ass in the stands. You don't belong in the court. Go home and party. Flood the streets. Whatever you want to do. And I want to go home. Right. This is the club. The, you can the only club. <laughs> you can only <laughs> club whispers, except they ain't whispering. You can only storm the court <laughs> as the count as the clock is running down. Like that's the purpose of storming the court. That's the that's the that's the pageantry. That's the pomp and circumstance or whatever of storming the court is three, two, one. You know, and some of the most iconic images in the history of college sports have been, you know. Bedlam and, and pandemonium with college students jumping for joy. And, and maybe it's because I went to, you know, Loyola, New Orleans, and we never had reason to storm the court. I didn't go to a big university that played big time college basketball or football where we, you know, were part of, you know, traditional rivalries like this. So, yes, I don't understand. I don't understand what it's like to be a college student, but I, I would venture to say most of these students don't take it that seriously. A lot of times they just storm in the court because that's what they see on TV because it looks cool because their friends are there. Everybody else they're following people and they're following. Yeah, and they're right. following. And in this instance, you can't at least have the the, the decency to avoid uh, the opposing player. It's like I it, I don't even understand why it's still a conversation. But I, I so just how, to get okay. That off my chest. How do you stop it though? How do you stop it? How do you stop a crowd of how do you arrest everybody? How do you stop a mob? Eight, How do you stop 8,000, right? 8,000 to 17,000 people. I would say this. Okay, in some situations, it is. Now, this is not fun, but it's safe. All right, if you're storming the court. So the other day, uh, who was it? Uh, UConn. UConn lost to Creighton, right? It was not a close game. So, so Creighton beat UConn by, you know, 15 points, something like that. Uh, I mean, so if you wanted to storm the court, and it's 30 seconds left in that game. I think you need to have an official's timeout. We know what's going. We know what's going down here. The number one team, 14 game winning streak, all that stuff. UConn's about to lose to Creighton. 30 seconds left. Hey, hey, you know what? Get get most. Have them line up by the tunnel. And mm. so when we get the countdown, those guys are out of there. They don't have to find yeah. their way through the court. If it's be close, the sometimes it's not that convenient. And not the Avengers. Like, you know, take, yeah, take, exactly. take preemptive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, Avengers. <laughs> Avengers. Right. It's like, like let's, let's, let's be proactive here, you know? Let's, let's take you some know what's going to happen. Now, yeah. if it's the last second shot, you can't do anything about it. But in some of these cases, you really can. I, 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 I feel more terrible. Sec- like, more can't, security. They had security. Yeah, Give more security. Clark, like, at a, like at a concert. That, that was like, scary. That was had, crazy. Right. I mean, she was knocked out on the court, and then, and then this game, this this Duke this Duke Wake Forest game. Now, Filipowski says it's intentional. No doubt in his mind, it's intentional. I, you know, I couldn't see the video. I, I looked at the video like twenty times to see if I could, okay, you know, give me a right. spot shadow. I really couldn't tell from that. But right, who's I'm to say sure it wasn't? there was dialogue. Who's to say it, but who's to say it won't be? I mean, this is we've had, we've heard of this before. 
Like, like right. or, you know, it won't be next time. Like, somebody could just decide, yeah. I'm, I'm going to just take out their guy. You know, or yeah. worse. I, I just, but any kind of fan athlete interaction it's just stupid. prohibited. It's stupid yeah. at this like, point. It was quaint. You know what they need? It's you know from what a they different need? era. They need armor bearers. They need armor bearers. They need what? We talked about that. Armor bearers. We talked about that. Need armor bearers. That's what they need. Okay. Lined up. They need. They need the fruit of Islam. They need them people lined up, knowing good and well that they they need to do do not cross this line. Do do not cross this line. Um, The FOI (laughs) standing (laughs) with the hats and everything. The FOI. Okay. You better think exactly. twice about coming over. It's from a different era, though. Storming the court is totally. not uh, is not of 2024. We got to move on. Yeah. Speaking of moving on, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk about some craziness in the NBA. Some insanity in the NBA. Okay. Um, these stats, and I want to go back to. I, I want to do it through this uh, through this prism. Last time we talked on Wednesday, we had Vincent Goodwill on, and we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, Faces of the NBA. We had the face of the NBA conversation, right? We talked about what constitutes a face of the NBA. What does somebody have to do to be a face of the NBA? Um, and I maintain that Nikola Jokic is a face of the NBA, albeit reluctantly, uh, even if he doesn't want to be a face of the NBA, because. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you're the best player in the NBA, we're constantly talking about you. To me, that makes you a face of the NBA. Um, even if it's just your face, even if you ain't opening your mouth. So just the most recent wild Joker stat. It was his third straight triple double as they beat the Warriors on Sunday night. The Nuggets beat the Warriors on Sunday night. He did something that nobody has ever done. So he had 32, 16 and 16. It was his third straight game with 14 or more rebounds and 14 or more assists. That's the first time anybody's ever done that. Okay. And add that, and, and every time you look, there's another first from Nikola Jokic who, you know, when you look at the all-around stats that he puts up, I want that. He's, he's so going to go down as one of the best. He, he may not go down as the best center of all time. He may not 
be in the conversation of best player of all time when it's done, but he's already if he's not if, if he's not already he will be in the conversation is very short list of best all around. You remember the, those high school superlatives most likely to succeed most amiable yes. best all around. I mean, it's like, yeah, what doesn't he do? Um, especially at the offensive end. And so every time you look, there's another, you know, milestone that he's reached that nobody's ever reached before. He's gone where no man has gone before. So again, to me, that makes you a facer of the NBA uh, alongside maybe some of the more outspoken voices or, you know, uh, omnipresent uh, players when it comes, you know, to media and advertisements or what have you. But I'm sorry, like Nikola Jokic, man, that I, I, I'm at a loss for words when it comes to what this man does night in and night out. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you didn't say this word. I'm glad or this phrase. What? I'm glad you didn't say he's the best passing center of all time, which he is. That's true. He is. Let's not let's but not let him in the center. That's you're right. I was going to say that doesn't really <laughs> right. tell like the story of compliment. who he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a seven foot point guard. He's a yeah, seven foot point guard. He's an amazing passer. Period. He just passes so well. His vision, the, the what what he sees, even with a little what he does with a hesitation, because a lot of people say, oh man, why, why did he do that a second faster? Because he went from a good shot to a great shot, just with a little bit of hesitation for somebody else. Okay, I can give you a good shot right now, but if you just move over here for a little bit, I'm gonna give you a better shot, or I'm gonna dribble a little bit, or I'm gonna pass over here. I see you over there. I'm gonna take a pass. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna pass it back. I'm gonna pass it over here. I'm gonna get a return pass. Then I'm gonna find you for something better. And just the way he sees the game is crazy to me. And and watching that game yesterday, it was it was really interesting how it developed. Like Golden State in the first half, this was vintage Clay Thompson in the first half. Clay Thompson had it going first quarter, second yeah. quarter. Golden State is up, and then all of a sudden, they hit a wall. The Nuggets go on a run, and then they just pull away in the second half. There's no way in the world. If you watch that game, I'll say it this way: If you watch that game, if you watch the first twenty minutes, there's no way you would have thought Golden State a would lose the game. And B would lose by 16 points. So it's just you can say, oh, Golden State did this wrong, they did that. Oh man, they screwed up the rotations, whatever it is. This is just the pace of of the Nuggets and Jokic. He just sets the tone for the entire franchise. They're never out of time. It's never too late for them. He just he just knows, he just really knows what he's doing, Michael. It's it's, it's amazing to watch. Now, uh, as far as face of the sport, though. He can't. You still, you still ain't he me? can't control that. We can't control that either. We can't control it. No. Nope. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a calling. It's an it's anointing. An anointing. <laughs> it's an anointing. I'll beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You right. And you can't. You can't audition for the spot. You can't say I'm ready. It's my turn. Look at my stats. Look where I play. It just kind of happened. So if it hasn't happened for him, then maybe he's not the face of the NBA. He's still a great player, maybe the best player in wait, the wait, NBA. Wait, wait, wait. What are you saying? It hasn't happened for him. You're saying he's not? Nope. When you say it hasn't happened for him, 
How is the best player? All right, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, beat a dead horse. I, we, we devoted quite a bit of time to this last week. How is the best player in the league not a, fa a face? Not the. I didn't say the because I maintain it's not one person. How is he not a face? He's the best player in the league. I yeah. like him or not, you're going to be seeing his face in the finals probably I again. Him. I love in the playoffs. Him. Yeah. You're going to be seeing him every 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 time there's a there's a record being broken. You're seeing him. Like every, every time, else. you know, when the league is advertising, they're they're using his face. Like, Has and he, not okay. to mention, Do I don't think people, his actions, his play speaks for him because he's not a pitch man, because he's no, not he's no. not peddling sneakers, because he's hey, not, a, you know. Like, okay, you're, you're mad at it, though. Now you're mad at it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm angry at it. I'm, a, hey, I'm angry that we need him to be somebody hey. he's not in order to be considered a we face. We don't need him to be anybody. League. Be who you are. Be who you are. Right. What you and are is, is, is a face of the league. Okay. Let me ask you. Do you agree with uh, Kevin Durant said something really interesting the other day? I was like, man, what a statement. What uh, a, what self-awareness. He said something, now, I, I, of course, responding to criticism from Charles Barkley. Uh, I, uh, Barkley called him a follower. He said, KD's mm -hmm. a follower. Yeah. He's not a bus driver. So, right. KD. So KD, KD got really frustrated with that. He said, look, I, you know, I'm not trying to be the leader, but don't say I'm not a leader, even though I'm not trying to be a leader. Okay. But the statement was, I'm not as charismatic as my peers, he said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not as charismatic. Do you think to be the face of the league, the face? I know you said faces, but the face, the lead face. Okay. The pips are the faces. Okay, but to be Gladys Knight, do you have to be charismatic? Do you have to be charismatic to be the face? Yes. yes. Answer. You yes. have to have some. Yes. Yes. To be and the face, you have to be charismatic. Jokic is about Jokic. The only thing he's okay, not cool. is charismatic. Okay. Cool. So let's. I, okay. So, so I, let, let's let's not get lost in the weeds. Then I don't think we're disagreeing okay. that he is not the face. We agree that he is not the face. All I was saying last week was that there has never been. Only one face. Maybe the word I didn't I didn't I didn't use was only. Because even though Michael Jordan was the face of the league, there were other faces. Pips, if you yeah, will, but not of equal. the league. But not equal to Right, not, e not equal, which I never said anybody was equal. I said nobody no one right. Kobe didn't have to carry the league alone. Shaq, who was a contemporary of Michael Jordan's, right. didn't have to carry the league alone. Like I it was Jordan, but yeah, yeah, Shaq. That's the right way to say it. You yeah. know what? It was a huge personality, right? So, yeah. you know, LeBron has Stephen Curry, who some may argue that Steph is as much, if not more of a face than LeBron. Some would argue. Okay. Not that they would win that argument, but some might argue. So I'm saying like Jokic, we agree that he's not the face. He's not char charismatic enough to be that. But a face, the best player in the league is look. if, if we talk about being at the club and at VIP, he's in the VIP section. Him, Giannis, Steph, uh, who else? Is LeBron, obviously. Yeah, you know, Doncic. They 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 in VIP. Speaking of Luca, let me let me ask you this because here's a name I don't know if we even brought him up last week. When we talked about this, which is it was just a great conversation. I enjoyed it. And in case you missed it, go check it out on YouTube. Um, um, I don't know if we brought up Victor Wembanyama. Like who? And and here's my, here's my other question. Can the face of the NBA be foreign? 
Can they, I mean, because because he because he just yes. might he just might be French. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. it's like just became they talking about crazy stuff. Just became the youngest player to have a five by five game. Um, the quickest in terms of min- minutes needed to join this club. Every night he's doing something that makes no sense. Seemingly, he is charismatic. He is. he is charismatic, but you got to win. Know, I don't, as he said, he's got he's got to win. And the San Antonio, yeah, I mean, it all win, not, and not win a chip, and not a championship, and not and not a title. I'm saying, like when he, that night they had, they talked to him about the five, you know, the five by five, you know, game, and he said, yeah. uh, "Am I the only one who did it in in, in losses?" <laughs> that, was, that was his question. He was like, "Did the other guys yeah. win?" Say, "Hey, Michael Jordan did this, Did he win his games?" Cause they Wait, you said not, suck. You said not a title. <laughs> you said not, but you said he doesn't have to win a title to be a face of the NBA. Nope, I don't think so. Nope, I don't think you have to win a championship. You don't have to win a championship. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, you talked about okay. all these other all right. people again. New again. You nuance. About all nuance. Jordan. Okay, nuance. 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 Charles Barkley played with Jordan. That's exactly right. After you exactly played with right. Jordan. I don't know if Ewing was a face of the NBA. I don't but know if I go so Barkley far was. as to call. Barkley definitely was. Barkley definitely yeah. was. A, yes. How about Reggie? Yeah. Reggie was one. No. Reggie was a big. No, I, don't, I would. I would oh. say. I would say. I would say Reggie Miller. No, I, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he would, would qualify as a face of the NBA at the time. I don't mean to dis, dis, disparage him or or downplay how great he was. I don't know. I think Reggie. The Michael Jordan era was interesting. It's kind of like a. It really kind of was. You, you, you're right. It kind of was. It's everybody was in this club of people that weren't Michael, <laughs> or that lost to Michael. It was almost. I guess that, <laughs> right. that's kind of what they were. Right. I mean, we knew who they were. Whether it was Malone, Stockton, Barkley, you know, Payton, all the people Kim, we beat. There was a lot of great players. All, all the people, people we beat, beat were you know? really. It was like they were. Really, it was like the runners up. Really good players. They were really good. Yeah, Ewing. You I know, mean, so like. Uh, so like I mentioned, could it be could it be foreign? Like I don't know. As great as Akeem Olajuwon was, I would consider him a face of the NBA. He wasn't the face of the NBA, even when the Rockets were winning championships in Jordan's absence. I'm not qualifying. Yeah, it. but I'm so like that would be interesting if a Frenchman uh, were the face or a minimum one of the faces of the NBA. But he's well on his way. But I I, I, I pause because I do think to be the face, not a but the, you do have to win a championship. You do have to win, win that to be, to be to be the top guy, to be the top dog, or the top two or three dudes at the head of the table. You got to win a title. That's that's right now. That's 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 Jokic. That's Giannis. That's Steph. That's LeBron. You got to be in that category in order to be. And if you don't win, like it. Harden sell, Harden sells a lot of shoes. James Harden sells a shit ton of shoes. Paul George is 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 your favorite player's favorite player, and the kids love Paul George because they grew up watching Paul George. I wouldn't say he's a face of the NBA, you know, or definitely not the face. All right. Um, Jason Tatum started that whole conversation. Um, yeah. And you I want to ask you this about one time. You didn't mention him one. Well, we talked we, t- we talked about him last week, but we talked about him last week. I, I, I was trying not to rehash the whole conversation. Uh, okay. Even. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I just did. Um, the Celtics are seven and a half games up on the East. They're riding an eight-game winning streak. Um, and I've come to find out they have the 10th best net rating ever. They're not eight games up. They're seven and a half games up. Just want to be accurate. And I'm wondering if this team, because last year I was one of these people that wanted to blow them up. I was like, they'll, I was like, they'll never win together. I was like, they'll never win together. Um, you know, the... Uh, the Tatum Brown experiment has run its course. They'll never, they'll never win. They just—it's not meant to be. Here they are, the best team in basketball, and they seem to be a smarter team. They're a very unselfish yeah. team. And so, I want to ask you a two-part question, sorry, Sawatsky, because I'd love to get your thoughts on this since you've seen them up close. Um. Is there something to be said? Because a lot of times when people think about. Hey, best player on best team as MVP. It's 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 more about like recognition. But I don't know if people truly recognize that Jason Tatum's statistics don't tell the story of how he's powering this team. Yeah, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Like I like you probably put it in better terms than I can. But like the like he's almost he's almost it's almost like he's conceding MVP for the greater good and in, in, in terms of the way he's playing and the example that he's setting. So he's not just best player on best team statistically. It's they are the best team because their best yeah. player allows them to be the best team. Like he's not carrying them as much as he's like like gu- guiding them if that makes sense or if I'm using the right right phrase. And the second thing yeah. is are the Celtics believable this year? Because it's always felt like something's been missing at the end of the year in the playoffs, uh, whether it's chemistry, whether it's schematically. Are they, do you believe in them that they can not only be the best team in a regular season, but be the best team when it's all said and done? So two-part question, take it away. Yeah, well, I'll say watch out for Jason Tatum. Watch out for him. He's 25, he's going to be 26 next month. 26. So when you talk about, you know, hey, as, as a lot of people did, when they lost uh, lost last year to Miami uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, they were down 
Zip three came back forced game seven then game seven uh, Miami ran away with it. Okay, it's over. People were mad at Jalen Brown turn the ball over too much mad at Jason Tatum. Hey, he got hurt, but he should have stepped up. Isaiah stepped up. He got hurt. He twisted his ankle. Remember that one? You know, <laughs> like kind of like the, the it was anger. It was anger, especially in Boston when you've won so much and the standard is championships, but I say watch out for Tatum because at 25 going on 26 if he wins a championship this year watch out what winning a championship two years before your prime going to your mm. second NBA finals and then getting a win your second time there first time there 23 they were up two games to one over the Warriors and then we hear this that Steph told him hey enjoy your last win <laughs> that's cold <laughs> enjoy your last win in the finals because we're gonna win and they did so the experience and the talent of the Golden State Warriors really was the star in what the story in Boston was not that the story in Boston was hey Jason Tatum came up small in the NBA Finals at 23 mm. years old shooting like 30 something percent from the field and just looking overwhelmed by the Warriors who figured him out. Don't let him win now. Don't let him win now because then he becomes that guy Floodgates go open. who will just He's going to start. He's going to start collecting a lot of them, and I, I do believe. I do believe he's got it, and they have it this year, for a mm. couple of reasons. One, Tatum is a smart player. He didn't, he didn't get enough credit. That's he what I'm saying. One of the smartest players in the league. That's what I'm saying. And like the way they're playing right you, now, it starts with him, and the numbers don't. If bear you it just out watch him, everybody like he's he's got size so a guy six eight six nine shooting threes like that going to the basket like that yeah it's mesmerizing and he could put 50 up pretty quickly we've seen that uh in game mm -hmm. seven did in game seven last year against philly i uh, did in game six the previous year uh against the milwaukee bucks uh to stave off elimination but what i like watching him do is defend mike i know coach coach michael smith i know you coach your son uh and his friends <laughs> Tell them if you want your team to really be locked in on defense, tell them to watch Jason Tatum defensively. He never mm. I never see him blow a defensive assignment. He never is confused or overwhelmed on defense. It's unbelievable. He's a great defensive yeah. player and he never gets credit for that. So I think they have it. And the uh, another thing I'll say about their team. I was just talking about Tatum, but their team you want to talk about upgrades. They trade away, you know, Rob Williams and get and part of that deal, Rob Williams and Malcolm Brogdon. They bring in Drew Holiday. Great trade. They trade away right. Marcus Smart. People are like, oh, how do you trade Marcus Smart? And they bring in Porzingis. Yeah, so they upgraded with two players like that. The only question about they them is really depth. what is the question? I'm wondering if they have any weaknesses. What is I was wondering if they have weaknesses. Depth. What is what is the question depth? Okay depth. on the mm -hmm. bench. So if you have if you have if you're starting five, you got Holiday Brown. You got Porzingis. You've got uh, Tatum and, and throw in uh, Derek White. So now you got Horford mm -hmm. at 37 as your first guy off the bench. You got Horford, Peyton Pritchard, Sam Hauser. Yeah. 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 They just picked up Xavier Tillman. Good defender. So if I, I think everybody. You need a guy off the bench and in, in, in some championship run one of those bench guys is going to hit a big it has to hit a big shot that happens. They don't have to carry you, but somebody's got to hit a big shot in a playoff game in a finals game. It has happened in the history of the finals. There's always some dude 
who's not an all-star who's got to do something special in a, in a uh, on a championship run and one of those guys do it. That's the question. All right. Hey, speaking of special as we wrap this up. Um, let's, uh, let's let's sign off with a shout out our, our colleague uh, Peter King. Congratulations on a great run published his last football morning in America column. Uh, you're much closer personally to Peter than I am, which I'm sure you'll get into. I, we've crossed paths. Um, uh, we've known each other for a long time, but just, you know, when I, when I was breaking into the business and had aspirations of being a national NFL reporter, I mean, I was, I was that's, that's the standard. That's what, that's what we were all chasing. Yeah. We were talking about chasing the goat, chasing Brady, chasing Peter King when it came to not just information, but insight. So a hell of a run, yeah. and it's been a pleasure calling you colleague. That's right. That's right, Peter. I mean, the perspective, the insight, you said it, Michael. He knows, just knows so much stuff. And can I tell you from a, from a writer's perspective, my man was writing 10,000-plus words every week. Uh, you know what I look at? When, when I hear that, I hear two book chapters. That's two book chapters. <laughs> He's writing two book chapters every week. And I saw in his final column, he says, hey, my boss, Sam Flood, said, can I take it down to 6,000? That's a book chapter plus. Take it down to 6,000? Uh, incredible. Incredible writer, incredible reporter, Crazy. and just a lover of football. We were blessed Insane to, uh, to read him for as long as we did. Insane run. All right, man, I'll talk to you Wednesday. All right, brother. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.